Hey everybody, welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. We are here to do three simple things. Number one, we're helping you, the ministry leader, get inspired. Number two, we're looking to help you get practical ideas for your ministry. But number three, and maybe most importantly, we are looking to give you a swift kick in the pants to get moving. Hey, listen, my name is Josh Denhart, and I want to personally thank you for joining us today on the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Mm-hmm. And my name's Jeff. I'm the host of the podcast. Be asking some of those fun questions that make make Josh think a little bit. Hopefully yeah. uh, give us some wisdom as we head out into our ministry context. And today, we've got a simple message for everyone. That's right. Chill out. <laughs> right? Dude. It, it usually works out yeah. just fine. It's funny in our office, the staff, we've been just as overwhelmed as everybody course, else with things going on. and our community outreach pastor, Courtney, her husband, they were getting on a a Southwest flight early this spring before coronavirus kind of exploded. And uh, he forgot with Southwest, you have to check in so you get the spot so you can pick your seat early. And he forgot to do that. So they got to the airport and they're like, oh, Scott, did you remember to sign us in? We're not going to be able to sit together. Oh, no. And the kids, they have three kids and they're starting to get a little stressed out. Like, oh, no, we're not going to sit to each other. And he just kind of stops the chaos and goes, hey, guys, good news. We're going to be fine. Yeah, he's that guy I know, Scott. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a a similar message where that's been going around our office, this idea of like anytime we sense someone feeling a little overwhelmed, hey, hey, oh, good news, we'll be fine. See, now that right there, I'm telling you, that's the essence. That's the essence of what we're talking about. Just chill out. Just chill. Mm -hmm. It usually works out. It usually works out. Like panic, fear, uncertainty, stress. It's like the pressure of ministry, it seems to be substantially elevated during this season. And so let's let's just kind of tease this out. What what can we be doing? Okay, so our topic today is chill. It usually works out. Now I have heard it said that things are never as good as they seem. Things are never as bad as they seem. Now I know that Mm -hmm. sounds like I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. But for me, I think we can easily succumb to f- a feeling of doom and gloom, even when it's not a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this phrase, hey, listen, things are never as good as they seem. Things are, and I don't say the word but in between. There are two standalone statements. Things are never as good as they seem. Things are never as bad as they seem. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just plain old truth. I think like that a, it is, something right? that we need to hear because it's really easy to dig ourselves into the hole of... Oh, this is the worst case scenario. Like, or we can often inflate ourselves in mm-hmm. a situation. I am killing it through this pandemic. Everyone else, or, all the or, other ministry forget leaders. Forget the and, pandemic, right? But I just want to even say so much as like we can think that things are better than they are. Mm-hmm. That that like this is good. They're not as good, okay? They're not as good as they seem. It's not as good as it seems, but it's certainly not as bad as it seems. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we continue here, what, what are some things that we can focus on when we're feeling overwhelmed? Right. I had an old pastor friend of mine one time speak one of the most important things into my life. Now, I got to tell you, he and I, uh, we were walking through some very, very hard times in ministry. We were both on staff at a church and our church was undergoing Uh, some very hard experiences. And he said to me, quote, it is at times like these that we lean into our good and solid biblical theology. What he was saying to me was both simple and profound. When we are in uncertain times, we lean into that which we know to be certain. 
Now, I have to tell you that I have built my entire adult life and spent my entire adult life getting to know God. Solomon has put it like this, get to know God while you're young, before your eyes go bad, before your back creaks, before you can no longer sleep through the night because you're an old person and you wake up. I, I was I preached this message one time and I had an, a not, they didn't seem that much older than me, but she said, I had to chuckle because I've reached that point. She was probably like mid sixties. And she said, I've reached that point in my life where like a bird chirps and I'm up. And it's just, that is the way that it is. I have no capacity to sleep in any longer. Isn't that the weirdest thing? And so well, for maybe I'm just a bad sleeper or maybe well, you I'm are actually older than no, my you're years. not. I'm 27 okay. and I do the same thing. Okay. But here's what I want to say though. Solomon gives this list and a good buddy of mine recently, we were both just like walking through, gosh, I didn't need bifocals until my forties. And then he knows a guy who's in his fifties and he just shared something about his body falling apart. And we're like, wow, this is like this, the decade <laughs> stage thing. Right. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Solomon makes a good point at, by the way, it was at the end of Solomon's life. And he's like, Hey, I just want to give you a quick tip. Like your body mm -hmm. is going to fall apart. It is going to get fundamentally harder. Get to know God while you're young. That, that's going to, yeah, it's going to bring you a sense of peace and calm that maybe during this overwhelmed season we we need we need to chill we out but do. is it is that even possible like is it possible to feel peace or or chill a little bit during this season yeah I, I mean i would certainly hope so right i mean does my fretting add a single hour to my life well the answer is no what i do know is what i believe about god is going to be critical now what do i know of god simply put he is all good and he is all powerful. Now listen, it is from this simple and yet profound perspective that I can enter in and gain peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and that's beautiful. Like two simple truths right there. God is good and God is powerful. And yet I, I like, let's tease out that extra word in there because it's not just God is good, God is powerful. God is all good. God yes. is all powerful. Can you speak to that just a little more? Yes. Now I'm going to seek to help us to understand this, this truth by showcasing and thinking about what is not true. Okay. So we have these two attributes, goodness and power. Now let's imagine that God was all good, but he was not all powerful. He had great intentions, but he did not possess enough power to make it happen. Okay. That's, I mean, it, it's interesting because we're told and taught, and the Bible says the exact opposite, that he is all those things. So, we're, But we're imagining, we're imagining that he has all goodness, and he's wholly good, but not completely, totally powerful. That's terrible. Not good. Not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's not good is that either someone or something could be more powerful and undo his good intentions. Okay, now let's flip it to the other side. Now, again, this is just a thought exercise. The flip side is equally as bad, if not worse. Now let's imagine that God is all powerful and yet not all good. Now this me this should make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Think about this for a moment. An all-powerful being who has good days and has bad days, unpredictable and unstable. I'm telling you, I think this would be far worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, both sound not awesome. Not awesome. <laughs> Being honest, but, you know, yeah, thankfully, neither of these are true. 
God, God is all good. He is all powerful, and that makes a difference for us. It does, as right? We, yeah, do life, do okay. ministry. So that is him. the foundation of just chill, okay? Calm down. Listen, Jeff, I believe these things to be true, and I have based the entirety of my existence on this. This is a foundational and important set of beliefs. It is from this perspective that I, Josh, find peace. It is from this solid ground that I can confidently say, chill, it usually works out. Jeff, here's the deal. I believe in the sovereignty of God. Now, sovereignty means rule or authority, and I believe in his absolute rule and authority. That's 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 the perspective that I hold. Now, it sounds a little cavalier for me to say, chill, it usually works out. And so I don't mean to say it flippantly, mm-hmm. but it is out of a deep, deep, deep sense of God's goodness and his power that I take this position. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense that these ideas are the foundation of really how we should be living our lives and That's kind of exactly this outlook right. uh, for our lives Yeah, beyond ministry. I think this is a foundation and picture that we should have on the forefront. But in, in those panic and freak out moments that we all have, we're yes. broken people in a broken yes. world and we sin and we freak out sometimes, been there, done that. What do we do? How should we react? Now, this is the second most important question, for sure. Okay. <laughs> nice little cliffhanger teaser. That, okay, that's the second one. What, what's the first and the most important question? What should I have asked instead? Okay, no, no, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Well, we'll but get to it, but, what's, I, but I if that's that, second, what's yes, first? Yes, I said this on purpose. Mm-hmm. The reason, the first and most important question is what you believe about God. It is either grounded in the scriptures and solid theology, or it's based on something else and is lesser. If we believe that God is all good and that he is all powerful, and I believe that Father knows best, I can move forward even when it's hard in faith. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really good. Do you have? Could you like put imagery to this? Do you have an example or a story that you could share? Yeah, I do actually. So so first of all, I believe in God that God is good. And that he's all powerful and that he's all that father knows best. Mm-hmm. It's okay then if I do believe that, then I can just move forward in step. So here's the funny thing. You know, uh, you know, I've been in ministry for a long time at some capacity for over 20 years. Early on, as a pastor, um, our nursery director would text me or call me to let me know that four more people had called in sick 7 p.m. on Saturday night. Now, I got to tell you, I would freak out, right? And I would freak out because we were going to be massively shorthanded. And the, and the Sunday school leader for the fourth and fifth grade, or excuse me, four-year-old, five-year-old kindergarten room, they called me. They had three people who told them at the last minute that they weren't going to be able to show up. Now, Jeff, work with me. Have you ever been in a similar situation? I know the answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm, everyone listening. Okay. <laughs> if you've we're been like... to a church, you're like, yeah, 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 my heart's tightening up even as we speak okay so inside now i have two choices i can either freak out and lose sleep and scurry to find people or i can understand that we have done our part now listen i am not a slack jeff I, i i work very 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 hard and i have very well laid and diligent plans that does not mean it's all going to come together people are still going to cancel people are still going to dog out i get that mm-hmm. But we have sought to develop a, a healthy sub list. Okay, that's great. We did our part. But really, at the end of the day, 
we're going to have to let it go and let God take care of his church. So over the years, this lesson um, is the lesson that I learned from our nursery directors, two dear women who served God faithfully, and God taught them valuable lessons. And here was the valuable lesson. <laughs> they would be texting me and, and calling me and saying, okay, all these people are dropping like flies. And I'm not kidding. Out of nowhere, the next day, this happened on multiple occasions, we had an absolute huge snowstorm come through the great state of Iowa. And we actually had the number of volunteers who came was in keeping with the number of kids who actually showed up because a whole bunch of families stayed because of the snowstorm. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Time and time again, certain random circuit. By the way, we track numbers like crazy people, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden when there wasn't even a snowstorm, okay, we would have a bunch of people cancel. And then for whatever reason, our attendance at church would be down by 29% and mm -hmm. a uh, the, like almost to a T, the number of kids who didn't show up was in keeping with the number of volunteers who had canceled late notice. Very simple and small example, but do you hear what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like God shows up. He's God all shows good. Up, he's, right? he's all powerful. And like, that maybe this isn't just a every single time, oh, that's going to happen for you. But, and, I, and, and I don't want to take that for going to be, yeah, yeah there's going to be stressful mornings where maybe you don't have exactly. For sure. The number of the volunteers that you want, but then you get to the end of that Sunday and it happened. And you and didn't die. Good. And God was present. Praise God for things that. Are good. So it just sounds like, yeah, having that foundation of, of good theology, this, this study of God to know like who he is and as all good and all powerful coupled with a few experiences to remind yourselves like, oh yeah, ministry hasn't always been smooth sailing <laughs> and God's shown up in the past. Like when you pair yes. those two, it, it's a lot easier to say, oh, okay. Take chill a step out. forward, chill out. It's going to be good. Okay, so over time then, Jeff, you're exactly right. You're going to have your own set of personal experiences of God coming through for you. However, if you are sitting in your car or you're going for a run and you're listening to the podcast and you're like, yeah, I'm brand new. I have none of these experiences. Great. Until then, lay up all the historical examples of God providing for people and showcasing his own faithfulness to the Israelites as found in the scriptures. Hang on. Mm -hmm. If you don't have your own personal experiences, there are plenty in the historical records of the scriptures of God doing absolutely outlandish, crazy things to showcase his power and his love. Beyond this, okay, after you've logged your time in the scriptures to know about his faithfulness and that he, that, I, I'm telling you, Jeff, I became a Christian at 21. And the funny thing is, is that when I was, there were times, right, where I was reading through parts of the Bible where I, I'm, like, I literally had no idea what, how the story was going to end. <laughs> okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Like all of a sudden I'm like, holy smokes, the Israelites are certainly backed up against the wall. Mm -hmm. How's this going to turn up? One of my favorite ones is that like when, when one ruler, I think it was Sennacherib throws down and says hey israelites you're triple doomed and don't even think to call on god he won't <laughs> deliver you and i was like well they just threw the gauntlet down toward god you know i, I, I didn't know how this was going to play out well of course the funny thing is i never would have predicted that three armies that were coming against the israelites ended up turning on themselves and fighting each other Okay, I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that outcome happening. Mm -hmm. My point is, God is not without options. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. Mm -hmm. So I can log a whole bunch of time in the scriptures. Beyond this, however, find people who have learned 
and experience that God is faithful. Listen to their stories and observe and observe their steadfastness in the faith. So log some time in the scriptures, get around some more seasoned Christians who have experienced it. Exactly. Yeah. If you're new on a church staff or if you're new to ministry, you're surrounded by people who aren't new. That's and they exactly have right. So many stories for you, let me tell you. That's and right. so whether it's a direct mentor that you have a, a seasoned ministry person that you're hanging out with, having coffee with, just ask them the question or go to your direct report, whoever yes. it is, go to that your boss and say, Hey, can you just Tell me a couple tell of me stories. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what you're so hear. You, I have to ask, this is totally we haven't I haven't talked about this, but I remember our pastor, Mike he tells of a story where a bus broke down. Do you remember this story? Were you on that mm-hmm. bus? Yep. So we were, <laughs> this was when he was my youth pastor and I was actually a leader for him. So I was probably 19, 20 years old, I think 19. And uh, we were in McAllen, Texas from Minneapolis area. So it's a 27 hour bus ride with 35 high schoolers plus leaders. So 40 plus people on a coach bus for that, that, 30 that hours. That bus has to stink. So bad. <laughs> And then, so we were down there, we stay for 10 days, uh, do some missions work, partner with a church, a longtime partner. And then on our way back, we get about 40 minutes into the drive and McAllen, it's right on the border of Mexico. And so we have to go through a few border checks, even though we weren't in the, in Mexico, you still have to pass through them. And uh, so we're probably 45 minutes, haven't even hit the border checks yet. That's how close we still are. And all of a sudden we just... (laughs) practicing my police academy sound effects here but we pull over and the bus driver oh no problem we just something happened i went back there fixed it we're good to go and uh, same thing happens probably five more times like a legit (laughs) five more stops we'd get going 200 yards up to speed right back down to speed and eventually and this was a small bus it was the cheapest we could find so it was like a small 1980s coach bus and we, we stopped on the side of the road. It's 100 plus degrees outside. The bus is hotter. because like <laughs> It's like a little can of mm-hmm. baking humans. And there is 30 plus kids, <laughs> high schoolers, standing in the ditch on the side of Interstate 35, just baking in the sun. We'd go back onto the bus to overheat ourselves so that we could come outside It'd and feel, feel like refreshed in 100, 105 <laughs> degrees. But anyways, so long story short, it worked out. I mean, the... Hours later, police cars are coming up to our bus, and they called the city and had school buses come and bus us to the next town. Wow. And there we had some students who were like, can we just walk around the HEB, the, like the giant grocery store, and just pray for people? Like, yes, great idea. You guys are incredible. And they start praying for people, and they're like, what can I pray for you for? And they're like, well, there oh, were wow. six homicides in this town oh, my this word. last weekend. Like, oh, cool, 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 Mike's freaking out as so the leader. Like, town? So we just got bussed to this town, bunch of homicides, bunch of students that I'm responsible for, and you know, here I am. But at the end of the day, chill. It worked out. We got we got home late. No, but okay. Uh, so the funny thing is, is that is an epic story. Mm-hmm. Not not that I want all kinds of craziness and drama just of so they can not. have stories. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, um, God got glory through that. Can I have an amen? Amen. Okay, so I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything more to that story? No, I was just going to add, it's, it's crazy to look at the stories like that, or even our church, two weeks before we were supposed to launch our church five years ago, the bank account all of a sudden went to zero. Wells Fargo made an error. We had zero dollars. Well, how about that? And then that? a big check showed up. Like uh, a okay. big donor came, and 
other so times God we were trying to, trying to get supplies and the truck breaks down and we're in the middle of nowhere for two days. Like there's, yeah. Encourage you. If you're new to ministry, sit down with someone. They'll have yes. stories. God shows and if you're up. out there in podcast land, understand straight out. God provides, you know, that you've had experiences like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So another thing I just got to throw out there. Mm -hmm. I was a volunteer at this point and the youth pastor for the church, I was a key volunteer. His wife was having their second child. And so we had to go to this huge national conference with like 25,000 people. We were one of the larger churches who brought a very large contingency of kids. We had, I think we had three buses. Mm. So we pull in to this hotel and I walk in and I mean, I'm I'm the leader of this thing, dude. I'm a high school chemistry teacher, and I've got like like a hundred and who? How many kids? Right, mm -hmm. whatever. So I go into this hotel, and, and I'm with this lady. She's super. She's got like she's you know organized to the hilt, and she pulls out of her itinerary and all this. And the guy said, "Nope, we don't have you um, here. You're not. We have no hotel rooms for you at all." And so then she's like, "What?" And I said, "No." actually we do and he said well we have all of those rooms but they're but you're not the one you're not the church who's scheduled to have those another one is coming in and i said no and so it was i didn't i didn't freak i just turned around very calmly and i said to her hey uh would you would you pray she her eyes were about as big as saucers she says, hey would you just pause and pray her name was Geraldine michelson great woman and so she said, yes. So she prayed and I just very calmly, no threat, no nothing, but I just reasoned with the guy and I was like, Hey man, at the end of the day, how do you know that, 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 that other bus is even coming? I mean, you have 180 kids, hundred, however many hundred kids we'll call it right here. D don't you think your boss is going to want to be paid? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but at the end of the day, all of those people in the bus, they didn't know what was happening. At the end of the day, we got the hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. It worked out. And we saw uh, what my, my point is, is it usually works out. Amen. Mm -hmm. No, abs absolutely. It's just, yeah, I'm sure we could sit here and uh, yeah, we don't need to ramble on all these stories. episode about how God shows up. But what, what do you think? What do we do if we just, I don't know, don't have enough, whether it's resources, people, et cetera, when, to, bringing it back to ministry context. And we, you'd mentioned like the Sunday morning where we feel like, oh, these, this many people canceled or yes. whatever situation. So when we don't have enough and uh, it's less than we want yeah, I got or it. what I we got need it. for an event on Sunday morning or whatever it is, what, what do we do? Like, what if those people don't show up? What yeah, and, and that, that can't happen. Here's what I have said for years. I've shared this for years and years and years. You go to war with the army that you have, not the army that you wished you had. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. God has provided a multitude of gifts and abilities. His body is rich. Now, I'm going to share something right now, Jeff, that is quite possibly very unpopular. What if we are not called to be spiritual program directors? but to be shepherds of people's souls. What if what if there was like this massive stripping away of the overtly overprogrammed American church and it became centered once again on the absolute very basics of the Christian faith? What if we began to be focused on being worthy of being known as leaders rather than obsessively and relentlessly seeking to be known as leaders? Personally, I think that character development ought to trump crafting our personas so you go to war with the army that you got and you work on your very own personal character does that make sense to you mm -hmm. no yeah that's very interesting and 
You know, now as we kind of turn the corner, I want to just got a couple questions left that I want to ask on this topic. But first one is in a, in a staff context, I yes. think when it, we are a piece of a puzzle in a staff at a church or yep. a nonprofit or an organization, how, how can we be a presence of peace to our staff or, or to our volunteer teams as well and, yeah. and to the congregation during this season? Okay, that's that's. That's really the essence of it, right? And I would say that our my best answer is to seek to develop the character traits found in the book of Timothy that are set forth for the qualifications of eldership and cultivate the fruits of the Spirit. Here's what we don't need. The church does not need power-driven, win-at-all-cost leaders who have more charisma than they actually have character. Hmm. People need shepherds. They do not need soothsayers. The scriptures call us as pastored, as pastors to admonish the unruly, to encourage the faint-hearted, to help the weak, to be patient with everyone, and to see that no one repays evil for evil, but always seeking after that which is good for one another and for all people. At the end of the day, um, how, how can I be the best shepherd to my people? Have a very well-developed character, far greater than my efforts at charisma. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think you kind of almost answered the question before I asked it here. This last one I want to ask is, how can we set ourselves up to hopefully avoid some of these big panic moments yeah. as much as possible? Because again, they're, they'll happen. Guaranteed. By and the way, it's I, just how do we react that, to them? That's exactly and I right. think you mentioned, you touched on it with character, but it is. how... How do we react when these things come up? Okay. I would say don't react. Hmm. I would say chill. Yeah. I heard it this week that f flippancy shouldn't be in a Christian's vocabulary. I would agree. Mm -hmm. And I would say being circumspect, uh, taking taking a few breaths. I mean, this sounds so pie in the sky and easy, right? And I'm going to totally like run this into the ditch at dinner tonight with my kids right <laughs> and just and lay somebody out but my point is is that that's what we should, that's what we should be aspiring to mm -hmm. is to be non like not um not given to emotional reactions mm -hmm. uh, not given to extreme fluctuations i think at the end of the day honestly breathe take a deep breath a well oxygenated brain is a far better brain trust me also pray uh, I would say pray those Nehemiah prayers, right? In the book of Nehemiah chapter one, where all of a sudden he's in front of King Artaxerxes who could off his head for being in a foul mood. Mm -hmm. And it says that he prayed to the Lord God of the heavens. Well, he didn't get on his knees and he did not have like a, you know, P-R-A-Y kind of like acronym. The man threw up and lobbed up a prayer, dear, oh God, help me right now. And he answered the king's question. Does that make sense to mm -hmm. you? We can be people of prayer. And then do the next logical thing, period. It usually works out. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath, throw up, lob up a prayer to God, and then move forward. Absolutely. That's good. We we have something steady and rock solid to hold on to. That's and exactly that is right. that we have an all-powerful and an all-good God that we can lean on. He's our foundation. He's the one that will not shake. He will not let us fall. And he's going to be there through whatever happens. It might not look exactly how we wanted. And it may not, we might not have the 10, only eight showed up when we wanted 10. Right. Guess what? 
or it may God is be still good. God or is it still may be powerful. that our government completely shuts down and Christians are found at the short end of the stick. Jesus Christ still died on the cross to pay for sins, and I still get to go to heaven. Amen. In the big things and the small things. That's exactly right. Well, there you have it. Hopefully, we're we're able to chill out. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's a it's a anxiety ridden, overwhelmed season, yes, it and is. I think the statistics are proving that, especially in the ministry world, which is unfortunate. And so hopefully this can be an encouragement for us to take a step back and take a deep breath. Well, gang, thank you so much. Hey, listen, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Find somebody who's in a ministry context, who's been there before. Log some time in the scriptures, and we're grateful that you've joined us here on the Lead Volunteers podcast. We'll check with you next week. <laughs>